Hey everybody, welcome back to the West Side of Home podcast. This is Dave Steimers. Have you ever watched Stranger Things? Just in case you've never heard of it or never watched it, Stranger Things is a TV show put out by Netflix, and the first season was put out a few years ago, became super, super popular. It is a a sci-fi show that's set in the 80s, and it's about a bunch of friends, a bunch of kids and teenagers uh, in the first season who one of their friends goes missing, and everybody else is set on an adventure trying to find their friend and figure out what happened to get him back. And uh, long story short, these friends start fighting against supernatural forces. And now there's uh, a a bunch of seasons. And I think they're coming out with another one uh, in the next little while, Um, but became super popular, right? This, This group of kids and teenagers set out on this adventure back in the 80s. And one of the things that uh, everybody was saying when the show came out is that it became so popular, not just with teenagers or young adults, but with people who are in their 30s and 40s. And the reason why a lot of people said, wow, this is really caught on and so many people like it is because of the nostalgia, because it brings you back to a certain time of life that a lot of people can remember and just have these fond feelings. And, you know, it brings all these memories back of when they were kids. So uh, they talk about the nostalgia of things like the clothes and the style and the bikes that these kids ride around on, the video games they play, the way of life back then, the music, um, all kinds of different stuff that that you might feel nostalgia over and and just remember um, back at that time if you were a kid um, or a teenager or something like that. And that was the reason why a lot of people thought it really caught on with that demographic and that age group. But I read... One really quick article that just suggests that maybe that's not all there is to it. That as much as people really like seeing all that old stuff that might remind them of their childhood, maybe what is really drawing people in from their 30s and 40s is that they're nostalgic for the kind of friendship that is displayed. The kind of friendship where you do everything together with your buddies, where you you get on walkie-talkies in the middle of the night because you might be going through something or your friend might be going through something and you just got to talk it out. The kind of friendship where you just drop everything to go and do things with your friends, to go on fun adventures or, or just to be together or to do something that you think is really, really meaningful. The kind of friendship where it doesn't matter if it's the middle of the day or the middle of the night, you've got people with you. And so I was thinking about that because I think that's really powerful. And for a lot of people, as uh, you move into adulthood and then further into adulthood, one of the things that so many of us have a deficiency in is those kinds of friendships. Those kinds of friendships where we feel like we can just go on adventures with people and we know that people have our back and that that we have their back and that, that we're there all the time and that you could call someone and, and, and get them at any time of the day or night. The kind of friends that you can count on, the kind of kind of deep relationships where you really know each other and you know what one another is going through and how to be there for each other. And maybe it's not just the style and the music and the video games and the bikes that people really, really love to see, but it was these friends that just get together and really engage in life in a really deep and profound way. So this past Sunday, we were talking about this parable that Jesus taught of this dishonest manager. Hopefully you listen in on Sunday, but really quick summary is that there's uh, basically a business manager for a rich man, and he finds out that he's going to get fired because he's been mismanaging his uh, employer's uh, money or stuff 
business dealings. And so he decides that in the interim, before everybody finds out that he's going to be fired, he goes out and uh, he gives people a huge break so that people will like him and love him. He gives huge discounts. Um, And it says, so that uh, when he's removed from management, people might receive me into their homes. This will be a really great investment so that when I lose my job, I will have friends. And that will be even more important than having money in a really tough time. Later in verse 9... It says, uh, speaking from Jesus' perspective, and I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth so that when it fails, they may receive you into the, into the eternal dwellings. Take the resources that you have now and really invest in relationships so that when the resources you have now fail, and eventually they will, your money will be gone uh, or your stuff will be meaningless or you'll get to a place where none of that stuff can really do for you what you want it to do. Make sure that you have relationships. Make sure that you have really good friends. So really makes me think of, for those of us who are uh, adults, and maybe you've got through those places in life, you know, you've got maybe some really good friends in your childhood. And in high school, you've got a, a group of friends, maybe in college or university, or as a young adult, you build these strong relationships. But for a lot of us, what happens is, is you move through some of those phases. And maybe you get married and have kids, or you get busy with work or all of the above. Some of those relationships become strained or more distant or harder to make. And I think tons of us end up in adulthood having a huge deficiency in friendships, really deep, good friendships, the kind of friendships that you will want to count on that will really create a rich life for you. That as you go through life and as you go through ups and downs, and maybe ups and downs financially, but also emotionally, with your, with your family, with other challenges that are in your life, to know that you have these deep, rich relationships that are really, really going to be so meaningful and important in your life. The kind of relationships and the kind of people that you're going to want to be able to count on and that you will hopefully want to be able to count on you no matter what's going on in life because that is a really rich life having these deep relationships. The kind of friendship I'm talking about is the kind that has really really good and deep open communication where you actually know what's going on in somebody else's life, where you talk about more than just um, small talk. How's the weather? And what'd you get up to on the weekend? And what about that sports team that we like? But you're going deeper into your emotions, talking about uh, what you're experiencing, what you're struggling with, what you're learning. Those relationships where you're really investing deep enough to talk about what really matters. The kind of relationships that aren't judgmental, where you can come and you can share with one another and you know that that other person, your your really good friend is not going to jump all over you or think you're terrible for this and that, but are going to accept you for who you are and help you through the tough moments. The kind of relationship where you listen to one another, where you really hear where the other person is at and where they're coming from. The kind of relationship that is consistent not just for a week or a month, but the kind of consistency that you might experience over years and decades. The kind of relationship where you keep in touch. And even when life gets busy and and when things are going on and when you have families and there's all this stuff, you know that the investment in that relationship is important enough to maintain and to work at and to to make sure is happening even when it's not easy. You're, You're keeping in touch. So my question for you today is, outside of your marriage, if you're married... What relationships are you intentionally investing in? What friendships are are, are you on purpose 
building, the kind of people that you're seeking out and saying, uh, we need to have some intentional conversations or where, where the conversations you're having are running deeper, where you're carving out time to really be with those people in a way that allows you to get deeper and to share more of who you are and what you're going through and to listen to who they are and what they're going through and to build something stronger and deeper, the kind of people that you'll make investments in with your time with your, uh, with your vulnerability, with your energy, and where you'll know that, hey, together we're, we're going somewhere. And this is more meaningful than just a, a passing, um, a, a fleeting kind of surface level friendship. Because I think we're starved for it. And the reality is, is there's, we only have the capacity for so many of these kind of relationships in our lives. You're just not going to have time and energy and, and, um, even the trust to go this deep with too many people. But we should all have a few of these people that you know that you can count on and they know that they can count on you. So who are you investing in? What relationship are you investing in? And I know it's a tough time because we can't just go to a coffee shop or meet in a restaurant the way that we might normally do. It might be on the phone. It might be um, hopefully soon a lot a lot more um, realistic to, to go for a walk or um, at least be outside as we move hopefully uh, over the next few months back to being able to do some of the regular things that we do to meet. Um, but think about that. Who are you really investing in? And maybe there's somebody that you need to reconnect with that you haven't in a while. You say, man, we, we do have a really good friendship, but we've we've failed to keep in touch and we got to rekindle that. We got to get a, a phone call. We got to get a, a Zoom on the, uh, on the agenda, on our schedules and make sure that we make it happen. Uh, maybe it's somebody that you're, you've just started building a friendship with and, and um, as it naturally progresses, you want to have those conversations about going deeper. Maybe if you're married, it's, it's a couple and you go, wow, we have a really good relationship. My, my spouse and I do, but um, who are we connecting with outside of our marriage. So it could be another couple uh, that you really connect with. But I would encourage you to make that investment, to put in the time, to put in the energy, and to make sure um, that in your life, that's a really big priority. Because these kind of deep friendships and relationships are crucial for a really rich life. And for those who uh, might say, wow, every month I make financial investments or I make educational investments, I make investments in my job, perhaps it's time for us to start thinking about how on a consistent and regular basis we can make investments in our friendships and there to find something that is truly deep and rich. And I hope God would bless you in the friendships that you do have and the ones that you will build. 